This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This is a podcast for change catalysts, those that believe we can change the world and that the way things are isn't the way they have to be. Through this podcast, I share tools, tips, and inspiring stories for breaking through limitations, creating meaningful change, and embracing and trusting in your deepest truth. I'm Julian Crossenhill, certified spiritual life coach, human design specialist, and founder of Priest of Unana. I help spiritually-minded professionals discover and embrace a life of possibility, freedom, meaning, and impact. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Answer Your Unique Calling. Welcome to 2023. So it's a new year. And I think that as a spiritual entrepreneur, when the new year clicks around, it's natural to start to look forward in our business and really think about what is this year going to be for my spiritual business? What do I want to achieve? Where do I want to get? And there's really two parts to that. There's reflecting on the previous year, on the decisions you made, on the things that you did, on, on what worked, what didn't work in your business, and and where you are, whether you, you made headway or whether you felt like you were treading water or whatever happened in 2022, there's this sort of reflection stage. And then there's looking forward to 2023 and really thinking about what are my goals for the next year. I want to talk about each of these separately because I think they're really important that we talk about them. And I think that this is a place where as a spiritual entrepreneur, we kind of do things differently than a traditional business might. And what I mean is let's start with the example of, let's start with the example of reflection. It's very natural when we are reflecting on past experiences to bring a lot of assumptions to those past experiences. We look at what happened in 2022 and we bring our expectations and our beliefs and our fears and our judgments to that. And we make assumptions about the past, about past things that worked. So one of the examples, obviously, is we make assumptions about other people. We don't always talk to other people and we make assumptions. And I've been guilty of this as well. I had a conversation with some other coaches recently about wait lists and why do people put themselves on a wait list and then say they can't afford the program? And of course, that's making some assumptions about the other person. Maybe when they put themselves on the on the wait list, they did have the money. Maybe they're we're trying to manifest the money for this program. And now that they, the program's available, they, it hasn't quite manifested for them yet and, and they don't have the money yet. So I think that we make some assumptions about people in our business and it would be more helpful if rather than making those assumptions, we had conversations with those people and maybe and sometimes maybe it doesn't even require a conversation. Maybe we ask ourselves, what about this program spoke to this person that they added themselves to the waitlist, even though they couldn't afford it? And what could I maybe do more affordably 
that would address this issue for that person. So that might be a better way to look at it as an opportunity rather than a negative. And so going back to this idea of reflection, we bring a lot of assumptions, we bring a lot of expectations and blames and fears and judgments to what happened before. So as we're looking back on our business in 2022, we look at the things that maybe didn't work so great, or even the things that did, and we think we know why. And when we are in a state of, I know, right, we aren't really open to other possibilities. Think about it. Have you ever said, I know, I know, I know in response to something? Well, you're not really open to anything. You're saying, I know, and you're shutting down anything else from coming in. And we do this when we reflect on the past. I talk often about beginner minds. So obviously, you know, I'm going to say we need to look at the reflection of our past year of our business with beginner mind, with that curiosity and that assumption that we don't necessarily know. And what can we discover by thinking about it in a different way? And I think that this can be really helpful in our spiritual business, because rather than assuming that our business didn't grow in the way that we wanted because the this happened or that happened, we can really dig in and really understand what exactly did happen in our business. Not what we think happened, not what we think we know happened, but what really happened. And when we do that, we're going to be open to greater possibilities, greater opportunities to make changes as we move forward. So basically, this reflection idea is just really about looking at the past through a different lens, looking at the past through a lens of grace, really, towards ourselves, instead of beating ourselves up and assuming that we know why something didn't work or that we did it wrong or we didn't know what we were doing, we can look at it in a different way. Maybe the timing was just wrong. Maybe that wasn't the right social media platform. Maybe we were marketing in the wrong way. Maybe our message just needs tweaked. But when we just assume that we know and we start to do these big pivots and these big movements because we think we know, we can actually get further off of the path than we were, which is a, a big mistake. And so taking that time to really reflect, but reflect with an openness of not assuming that you know and really just looking at it through that different lens of beginner mind can really give you some deeper insights into what actually happened in your spiritual business over the past year. Okay, moving on then from that reflection, obviously you have goals for your business. You need to, you wanna grow your business. You wanna get it to a certain place. So now thinking about how we set goals in 2023, and obviously the traditional business approach is to look at your revenues in 2022 and figure out a percentage that you want to grow and bam, there's your goal, right? You've got this revenue number that you're driving everything towards and it's all about marketing more and selling more and creating more products. They're going to fill this revenue number. That's not the way we do things in spiritual business. We're not solely driven by a revenue number. It's, it's not like we're working from a, a number down. We're working from our clients' needs and problems and how we deliver solutions to them up. And it's a very different approach that takes a little more work. Now, obviously, we have 
financial needs, all of us. And so there's probably some type of revenue goal. But I think the difference in a spiritual business is that this that the financial goal isn't front and center in the way that it is in a traditional business. And although it can be, we there's a lot of marketing out there. There's a lot of spiritual coaches and, and business, well, business coaches specifically who are talking about six figures and $10,000 launches and all of these things that can get really money focused. And when we start to get where the revenue goal is front and center of everything that we're doing, we've really sort of lost track of our why, because we became spiritual entrepreneurs for a reason. We felt some calling from spirit. We felt some compassion towards other people and the problems they were experiencing. And we felt like we had a solution that we wanted to offer to them, that we wanted to help them in some way. When revenue becomes front and center, when it becomes top of mind for everything, that's really an invitation to step back and reconnect to that why. Why did you become a spiritual entrepreneur in the first place? Was it really for seven figures? Or there, I, I doubt that it was. If you really just wanted seven figures, you'd go into an ordinary business, probably go into software consulting or something more lucrative than spiritual entrepreneurship. Not that spiritual entrepreneurship can't be lucrative, but there's certainly easier roads. But you probably became a spiritual entrepreneur because you had some spiritual call and you felt a deep reason or a deep calling in your heart that led you to go into this. And so when revenue becomes front and center and you're starting to drive your business forward in this very traditional business way that isn't about serving the customer, uh, isn't about serving the client, it's about getting to that revenue number, when you refocus on your big why, on the big reason that you became a spiritual entrepreneur in the first place, it starts to relieve that pressure around that revenue number. And you can start to set your goals in a different way. Let me give you an example. I obviously have revenue numbers that I want to make, but my goals for this year are more around the programs that I want to create on how many clients I want to serve, on how many clarity calls I want to have. The, and, and a clarity call isn't necessarily going to lead to a revenue number. So I'm not really driving strictly towards a revenue number. I'm driving towards the number of relationships and connections I make with people that I could potentially help. And it's a very different way of looking at your goals for the year. And I believe that if you focus on your why, why you went into spiritual entrepreneurship in the first place, and you focus on the relationships, the number and quality of the relationships that you build with people that you can potentially help, the revenue will fall into line on its own. And I strongly believe that. And I talked to many other spiritual entrepreneurs who agree that focusing on the why and focusing on building those relationships is going to lead to the revenue. I hope that that gives you a very different perspective on looking back on your business over the past year and maybe a little more grace over the things that were rough in 2022. We all have rough years. We all have rough patches in our business. Show yourself some grace and don't assume that you know why it was rough. Be open to really exploring what you can learn from that experience, not what you think you know about that experience because they're very two different. They're two very different things. And then finally, I really hope that this helped you sort of 
recenter yourself on your big why, on your soul mission of what what you came to do when you became a spiritual entrepreneur and maybe move some of the focus away from the six and seven figures and the revenue numbers and the, and the pressure to make money and just really focus on what was the spiritual calling of your heart that brought you into this work. Bright blessings. This has been the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast with spiritual life coach, Julian Prossenhill. Help others discover this podcast by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Did this episode speak to you? Is there something you'd like to hear more about? Have a suggestion for a guest you'd like to hear? DM me on social media or use the contact page on my website to let me know. www.priestofanana.com That's Priest of Anana. I-N-A-N-N-A dot com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Priest of Inanna. And don't forget to check out the Soul Expansion Soundboard live every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. 